Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Base Perspective Podcast. This is episode number seven. Uh, yes, this is Friday, September 8th, and uh, we are live here at 12 o'clock Central Time. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching live or if you're watching on one of the various other platforms, we go live on YouTube every day. So we're not going to waste any time, guys. We already know the we already know the whole drill. Let's just jump right in. Uh, so this article came out yesterday. It's from the Daily Sun. Um, you know, this is not the biggest news company in the world this is not someone uh not nobody that's super relevant at all um but this is what i can't say sometimes you need to look towards the other sources to see what they're talking about because the the mainstream are the most you know they lie the most you know so for, if if a uh, different place is talking about it we have to check it out as well and verify and make sure you know everything looks right right um so in this story it looks like the head of ukraine's national security and defense council has claimed a third world war is already underway. Now, guys, I haven't touched too much on the whole World War Three Russia, you know, situation, but I can say this: we don't want World War Three. Let's just say, let's just call it like it is. We don't want World War Three. We don't want to. We don't want to get involved with that. Um, there's just no reason for it. You know, see, if we were if we were going to initiate World War Three. It would need to be because, you know, there is literally a threat that's a threat to mankind. And unless we go into World War III, we will lose our way of life. However, that is not the case with this war at all, people. With this war, it's a matter of, it's a matter of like, coming to an agreement. That's all it is. It's a matter of coming to an agreement. That, that's all we need to do and this war will be solved today. Today. The problem is, you know... NATO itself was designed to, you know, keep the peace. That's the whole point of why it was designed. But it's like now they're 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 threatened. They're threatened by those who don't want to be a part of NATO, and they want to implicate a war to have more power, to have have more control, have more security in the world. But the whole point of NATO is not to have world control. It's well, man, from my perspective, it's not. But from theirs, that's probably what their goal is, world world control. You know, if you look at the last world war, what happened? You know, that's where NATO was actually formed. You know, you had Germany who was looking to expand across all of Europe. He wanted to take some of Russia. He wanted to take some of Eastern Europe. You know, so it, when you look at it from that perspective, you know, it makes sense how we had to get involved because one... He was stepping on, you know, Western Europe's toes. And that's like, you know, there was no reason for it at the time. You know, I mean, he had his reasons. I mean, the, the, the Nazis had their reasons. You know, they weren't very valid. But the, what, what they were aiming to do was they wanted to they wanted to unify Europe under a German, under a German control, under a German like what was called the Third Reich for a reason. You know, that was what their vision was, because, you know, the. The, the Roman Empire lasted for, you know, a thousand years, you know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe a little bit longer than that if you take all the empires that it broke out into and stuff like that. Um, and the Holy Roman Empire evolved from it. And that was really like pre-Germany. That was Germany before Germany, you know? That's really what it was. So when you take that perspective, you know, the Nazis were really about bringing that idea to the modern era, you know? And they failed. They failed. But what NATO did was say, all right, we're going to crush, we, we crushed them. Now we're going to force Germany into our group, 
just so they can have them under their thumb, so they're, you know they're never a threat again because they don't want a, they don't want a Roman Empire to arise again because then that would crush NATO. That NATO would have no control over an empire like that. That empire would have full control over NATO. So NATO's goal is to prevent that, right? <coughs> but when you look at today, when you look at today and what how the world is shaped today, um, NATO is looking like that kind of force now. Like they want to be the Holy Roman Empire. They want to be the new Roman Empire, and they want to have control. You know, and it's like, it's not like it's one country that's doing it. It's, it's, it doesn't need to be in today's era. You know, we have, we have internet that's, you know, you could communicate with anybody anywhere at any time, you know? So we elect the officials in our government, but then those officials in our government gather with the government, with the officials from other governments and they come together and then they decide things on our behalf that we don't even know about, that we, we're not even familiar with all in the name of, you know, our goodwill of our, of our well-being. But when it comes down to like this situation, it just it just makes me lose faith in all in the whole idea of the of the organization in the first place. Because I have full faith, and even you know, Sir Carlson's interview with the with the uh, Prime Minister of uh, Turkey, um, even he said it himself. You know, this war could be over if we elect Trump, because it's not about it's not about like there's no real problem with this war that can't be solved instantly because russia is not doing it unreasonably they have a reason for it they have a reason for what they're doing okay ukraine you know we're we're using them as the catalyst to to validate what we're doing all right but look guys from what i understand why is russia even trying to get into ukraine what's the point of it well they don't like how NATO, NATO is not supposed to recruit Ukraine into NATO. That's not supposed to happen. Because then if we recruit Ukraine into NATO, we would have NATO control right on Russia's border. Right on Russia's border. And that would be against, you know, the, the, the peace agreement that was made years ago. All right. But despite the peace agreement that was made years ago, NATO has been, you know, violating that agreement various times, multiple times. And... They've been pressing and pressing and pressing because, I mean, you know, it's a very valid point. You know, when 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 the Russians put, you know, missiles on Cuba, we 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 busted a move. We were on that. We were making sure that we are our, our homeland security secure. And when we start to have our things in Ukraine, which is right next to Russia, that's when they're like, OK, we're going to take action now. We're going to we're going we're gonna to close that front because we don't like the fact that they're using Ukraine as a way to, to, to meet their ends, to meet their ends with, with being indirectly, be indirectly meeting their ends. You know, it's like, it's like when you're like this close to somebody say, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Like buddy, you're, you're basically touching me, you know? So that's basically what NATO's doing. It's very childish. Um, and the reason why, you know, we can't elect someone like a Joe Biden or anybody who's like for the wars, because they're they're gonna be you know super involved with NATO, and I'm not sure why NATO is so you know hungry for for the war, you know, because they wanna they wanna weaken Russia, but I don't see why they wanna do that. All you're doing by weakening Russia is you know making all those countries in the east in the eastern part of the world alarmed to what you're doing. You think you think China and Russia and all these other eastern nations won't like say this is our opportunity to break away from them because right now after world war ii ended a lot of these countries in eastern europe and western europe they had to rebuild the united states was the only place in the world that was like economically well because of the war everybody else needed to rebuild recovery massive recovery 
But almost 100 years later after the war, you know, almost 100 years, it's been like 80-something years, 70-something years, right? These countries have already rebuilt their, their economies, their infrastructure. You know, the Soviet Union rebuilt Russia. You know, that's what they did. I'm going to give them the credit for that, you know. And today, Russia is not a pushover. They have everything they need to self-sustain. They can support themselves in every way. And any alliance with China, now they both can support themselves in a war. You know, you can say Germany lost because they didn't have the resources necessary to continue fighting. That You can say that. That's an argument you could make. I don't think Russia and China would have that problem if it came down to a large-scale war. All right? So, <clears throat> with that being said, with that being said, the Western countries' control was, was basically brought up by the United States who had so much power. That's why we were able to, to do all these things over the past 80 years was because our economy was so strong because of the war. You understand? That's why. It's not because, of, oh, America's so great and beautiful and wonderful and, and amazing. No, it's not, that's not why. We were beautiful, amazing, and great because of the economic um, position we were in after the war. We, we didn't... We didn't get destroyed. Our infrastructure didn't get destroyed. We joined. We joined the war at an appropriate time. We and and the amount of money we spent on the war was a lot of money. It 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 cost a lot of money. But our means of making the money wasn't destroyed. Their means of making money was destroyed. They had to rebuild that. All right. So that's my point. You look at it today. They've been rebuilt. They're no longer the weaklings they were right after the war. And we think that we can still. It's like when the big brother. You know, your whole life he's been your big brother. But now, you know, he's 29 and you're 26 and it's like, buddy, you're not, you're not, you're not my boss. You're not my boss. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, beat me up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you guys are both grown up. You could be taller than him now. You could be, you could be taller, stronger, faster, better looking than him. You know, you could have a way with words better than him, you know, but when you're, when you're nine, when he's nine and you're six, that's a dramatic difference. That's a dramatic difference. Okay. So that's my point is. The mindset of thinking like Russia is nothing is, is a horrible mindset to have. Because one, the propaganda is coming in deep. They want us to think that Russia's unstable, that people are just don't like you know Putin, that the government's ready to overthrow him, that there's all these things that's going on that gives us the valid reason to push. But none of it's true. None of it's true. What do you think they say about us? They say they make up stories too, you know? And and sadly, they don't gotta make that much stuff up because look at us. Look at our problems. I don't even got to mention them. You already know what I'm talking about. The whole woke stuff alone is going to destroy the country on its own. Russia doesn't got to do anything for that. You know, so. So World War Three needs it needs to we, we have to stop all this. We need to stop all this and we need to come to an agreement with Russia, because like I said, we can't just push them around. It's not appropriate. That's not that's not how you that's not how you act diplomatically. You can't just push, you know, Russia around and. On top of that, we need to be making peace. We need to be we need to be finding common ground because it's not about like world control, but that's what they want. That's what they want. It's like it's like they had these plans and they're seeing the world go in a direction that doesn't maybe reflect those plans and they're grasping desperately to keep these plans. I don't like it. I don't like it, guys. I'm not a fan. Because look, if it comes down to it, Russia can destroy the world. We could destroy the world. That's why we need to be responsible. That's why we need to say, you know, we could both destroy the world. Let's respect each other. How about that? That's the whole reason why nuclear bombs exist. To say, you know what? You're going to respect me. And if I got them, 
I'm a, and if you got them, I'm going to respect you. Period. You know, so the fact that, like, they're fighting over this petty little problem, Ukraine and the whole the whole thing in Ukraine could have been avoided if they just worked on an agreement. From what I understand, Boris Johnson is the reason why it's a large part of the puzzle why the whole the whole agreement that could have been made is off the table now. But I even believe that there's still an agreement that could be made. I don't think I don't think that Russia is uh, is against you know coming to an agreement as long as we can come together and and say you know what it could be. But I mean we've lied to him before. I don't I don't think you know he he would believe anything that a, a NATO head would have to say. You know that's why we need you know to elect Trump because if Trump comes in, I'll tell you what's gonna happen. The moment Trump gets inaugurated into office, there will be a ceasefire. There will be no more. There will be no more fight. And that very same day, and eh, maybe not the very not the exact same day, but like around the same time, Trump will speak with Putin. They will speak with Zelensky, and they will end that war, because Trump is not a NATO head. Trump is not a like oh world government thing. That's not what he is, you know. And they hate him because of that. I remember when Trump was president, they would make it seem like, oh, like all oh, the, the other countries laugh at us. Oh, my goodness. They weren't laughing at our energy do- our, en- our energy dominance and independence, how we were the number one, like one of the top exporters in the world of energy. They weren't laughing at that. They weren't laughing at the great economic success that we were having. They weren't laughing at all the peace treaties that Trump was making and zero wars that he was starting. They weren't laughing at any of that. But they were laughing because Trump is, you know, he's a character. Like, get out of here. Get out of here, bro. They respected Trump because Trump... Maybe not the NATO, because NATO knew that, like, oh, you know, with Trump, we can't do what we got to do, you know, because I don't like foreign influences influencing us when we're the top dog anyway. We can continue to be the top dog, but the top dog can be the top dog in our own space and have partnerships with countries to ensure our stability, you know. We don't need to be, you know, fighting a war in Ukraine to do this, because where does the war in Ukraine go? You know, right now, like I said... World War Three has already begun, according to this article. But officially, it's the United States is not fighting Russia. Officially, that's not happening. But when you dig down deep into it, guys, like look at this. Check this out. What is Russia's population? One hundred and forty-four million four hundred and forty-four thousand three hundred and fifty-nine people. They got it down to the exact person. That's crazy. Like if a person wasn't just born right now in Russia. And in Ukraine. Forty three point seven nine million. They've got a hundred million more people. A hundred million more people, guys. And this is in twenty twenty three. This is in twenty twenty one. So they could have got more now. They could have grown by now. But that doesn't change the fact that it's still about a hundred million people. Do you understand that? That's not a, if, if only 10% of your people are fighting in a war, the, Russia's got 40, 40 million and, and Ukraine's got four, you know, there's no contest. Ru, uh, Ukraine's eventually going to run out of people, boots on the ground, and they're going to run out of resources. And we keep sending, if it wasn't for us, they'd be out of resources already. They couldn't sustain themselves in this war, but we're literally paying for their whole operation. We're paying for their country to survive, to exist. All right. So Ukraine population is, is, is. Much smaller. And I don't got to explain, you know, math to you guys. But big bank takes the little bank. That's how it always works. That's how it always will work. You know? So when you when Ukraine taps out and they say, we can't, we can't fight this war anymore, what's going to happen? 
we're going to have United States troops fighting this war. We're going to have to find troops from somewhere, whether it be United States, whether it be from, from Britain, whether it be from neighboring Eastern uh, countries and Eastern European countries. I don't know. But whatever happens just escalates the problem further. There is no de-escalation. Russia, Russia's not going to stop fighting. You know, and I'm not saying that Russia is innocent in the whole thing. Like, no one's saying that Russia is is not doing any wrong. We just can't fight a war based on like judging people on their character. We have to we have to fight a war based on what's going to happen from the result of this war. Do you know what I mean? And what do we gain from this from this war? If we win, and we and we destabilize Russia and we weaken Russia, sure that could be good for NATO's world dominance plan and and our in our home security sure that that could be the case but that only makes all the other countries much more you know uncomfortable and the tensions rise even more you know and i don't see russia if if russia gets that weak we're getting that weak it's just it's, it's just it's, it, it doesn't seem like we would destroy russia and we will be the same it doesn't seem like that it seems like if we destroy russia Russia will simultaneously destroy us, and we there's just no need there's just no need for it. We're too dang big to be fighting a World War Three. You know, World War Two was fought without nuclear bombs. You know, the the the, the only nuclear bomb ha- happened to end World War Two. You know, Germany was defeated, and we and the United States decided to, you know, Harry Truman decided to drop that nuclear bomb on Hiroshima and uh, the other spot. I forgot it was called, but. You guys already know what I'm talking about. And that was that was the end of World War II. And after that, they decided not to use nuclear weapons anymore. But now, with the start of the war, and all these countries have thousands of nuclear warheads ready to go, well, that doesn't sound very good for us. Now, does... I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy the, the rest of the, you know, my daughter growing up. I want to enjoy, you know, making money with my job. I want to have a great, stable country. I want to have a fair election. You know, I want to have, you know, economic success. I want to, you know, save money, you know, grow, build wealth, things like that. That's what I want to do with my life. That's not going to be possible with the war. Do you know why people's lives were shaped during wars in the United States and in Eastern Europe and Russia and in Germany? People's livelihoods were destroyed by the war. You know, drastic things happen. The country has to intervene with the natural way of life to say efforts need to be focused on the war. And that means you, whether you're at home, you know, so doing, you know, work to support the war or you're out there fighting the war, you know, it's, it's what's going to happen guys. So we need, if we don't want to fight a war and we want to just grow economically and be prosperous, we need to get Trump in office. He's the only one that's going to do it. And I, it's not like a conspiracy to think that it's not like a guess, you know, look at his previous presidency, judge it. And judge what he's saying about what he wants to do now. You know, judge it. It's simple. He's saying what he wants to do, and then he's proved what he's going to do. He's he's already done that in the past, and he wants to do it again in a time that we actually need it the most. All right? When he came into office, the biggest threat was North Korea and, and, uh, and ISIS. We don't hear about them anymore. We don't hear about North Korea and ISIS anymore. You know? And that's a whole other thing. They just, they just mentioned how if North Korea decides to intervene in... in support Russia, there's going to be major consequences. From who? Who's going to, who's going to intervene? Because Russia and, and North Korea are now working together. What are, what are we going to do about that? 
We have we still have to worry about Russia. They're gonna we cancel Russia out. Who who's gonna handle North Korea? You know, North Korea. I mean, they're North Korea. You know, they're probably not even gonna be able to add much value to Russia. You know, but any help, any support is support, and that's just that's just the basic concept. Any support is support. You know, any less resources they have to spend on their own to help for another country to help them out, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. So. <laughs> War is not the answer. We need to end this conflict. We need to have an agreement. Ukraine is already, you know, being destroyed. If you look at the if you look at the the map, you can see that Russia has already taken a good amount of Ukraine's territory and added it to their border to to protect, you know, they got lines on it and stuff. You know, like we need to stop we need to stop pretending and be honest with ourselves. You know, this is not a war that we, that that's worth winning. It's not a war worth losing lives and destroying our, our economy, destroying our country, you know? And on top of that, can you believe this? On top of fighting this war, Joe Biden is also, you know, d- destroying all of our energy, you know, production independence and, and, and destroying any chance of us to be, you know, st- stable, Energy wise, because he wants green energy. Green energy doesn't win wars, you know. But hey, we do have liquid gold under our feet. We do have we do have the oil right under our feet, and all we gotta do is drill it, you know. So, regardless of what happens, we're we're gonna be straight, you know. We're gonna be good with with energy, regardless of what happens. It's just a matter of like, world peace is that a is that a is that an option? Like, what if I wanted to travel to Russia? What if I wanted to go to see Russia? You know. What if I wanted to just go visit and, and spend a day and spend a week out there and, see, you know, see the history? There's a lot of history in Russia, a lot. In Eastern Europe, there's a lot of history there. What if I want to go visit? I have to wait till after the war's fall and then see it, you know, in rebuild mode? That's not what I'm interested in doing. That's not that's not how I want to see the world. I, I don't understand why we can't have peace. Hey, it's not my call, right? It's not our call, right? Well... It could be our call if we stay vocal. We don't allow the narrative to shift. We keep we keep on pressing the idea that this war is uh, not worth fighting. Make our side heard, and you know vote for Donald Trump. It's all we can do. It's all we can do, and hope that our election is has some integrity, and it's not it's not meddled with again. So that's why we have to stop COVID as well, guys. We have to stop COVID as well. So that's my thought on the World War III situation. Supposedly, supposedly it's already began, and if you look at how it is, I mean, it does look like World War III. You know, it doesn't. This looks like how it starts. You know, like this looks like like when you look at back in history in the in the history books, you say what what was the start of World War III? Well, this was the start of World War III, and then this you know it broke out. It doesn't happen overnight. World War III doesn't get declared. You know, I mean, it gets declared by the time it's already you know established when it gets declared it's already been going on so this is how world war three is going to start it's going to it's not going to happen overnight it's going to happen gradually it's going to evolve it's going to you know things are going to mix wrong tensions are going to rise and it's only going to get worse you know so unless we don't want to you know wake up to a nuclear bomb hitting you know new york or something like that or have nuclear war you know emerge against both countries we need to get out this war you know, but uh, that's enough for World War Three. We I think I think I think I shoved it down your throat enough for you to get my position on it. 
Uh, I'm not a fan. Hey, but you know what? Lindsey Graham. There was a whole thing. There was a whole thing about him. Where was it? Where'd he go? This guy. Georgia panel recommend charging Lindsey Graham and Trump case. A special grand jury made the recommendation last year after hearing from dozens of witnesses on whether Donald J. Trump and his allies interfered in the 2020 election. So, in his final report with the judge until on Friday, the panel also recommended charges against Boris Epstein, uh, one of former President Trump's main lawyers. Uh, yeah. So it looks like, you know, even they want to they want to even charge Lindsey Graham and I'm I'm not a big Lindsey Graham fan in any way. Um, you know, he's he's like a he's like a war guy. He's he's a guy that supports war. So if you support war, I'm pretty much like not a, not not supporting you. Um, and it's not because I'm like against war. I'm just against stupid wars. I'm against wars that don't make sense. You know, and this war is just there's no there's nothing to gain from it. Uh, it's just going to cost too much. It's not going to support the United States economy in any way. So I'm not I don't like people who like war just for the sake of war. You know, I don't think that benefits the country. So in my opinion, I'm not a big fan of Lindsey Graham. But the fact that, you know, they're trying to they're trying to charge Lindsey Graham in the Trump case. Not much to say about it, guys. You already know. You already know. Like the Trump case is all is all propaganda. They they have to control everything. They have to, you know, maintain this war in Russia to 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 have Leverage say, "Lo, yo, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta end this war that we started. So, keep me as your president, Joe Biden. You know, and then don't vote for Trump because Trump is a criminal. You know, he tried to overthrow the government. You know, and and Trump is gonna bring back oil production. We need to have green energy. You know, and there's so many narratives and stories that they have to tell us in order to protect their power. You know, and this is just one of those things where it's like Lindsey Graham, he's involved with the Republicans. You know, I." He's a senator, you know, so it's like, he's an enemy of, of Joe Biden. But at the same time, not that much of an enemy because he's forced war. So I think really why they're doing this, it's just because they want to they wanna show, you know, they want to scare people. They want to scare anybody from from helping Trump, from supporting Trump in, in anything, in, in his cases, in, uh, in, you know, becoming president. They just want you to know if you're involved with Trump, you have a target on your back. That's what they want. They want to make people afraid to work with Trump, you know, by throwing the book on people. And this is something like you would see Nazi Germany doing this, you know, slapping the book on, on politicians. You know, they mean they 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 they'd charge them and shoot them in the street. But put in America, I mean, we don't need to shoot them in the street. If we put them in jail, it's the same thing. That's the same thing. This is like Soviet Soviet Union stuff. You know, we should not be bringing charges against our former, you know, presidents or senators or whatever, unless it's actually justified. And right now it's not justified. It's being used to meddle in the election and to prevent someone from having power that they don't want them to have. They don't want it to be a fair election. They don't want Trump to be a to be in our minds. So that's why they have to say things like, oh yeah, now we're charging Lindsey Graham. So none of Lindsey Graham's friends say anything good about Trump. So anyone who thought about who thought about working with Trump doesn't. And the more pressure they apply, they hope that it'll make us think like, oh, like, you know, there's no hope, you know. But of course there is. Of course, you know, this means nothing. You know, if Lindsey Graham, you know, gets charged, just add another one to the list. You know, guys, it just doesn't change anything, you know. So why'd I bring it up? 
just because to show you they're not going to stop, guys. They're going to continue this push against, you know, anything against Trump, you know, until the election ends, until until the next president is decided, they're going to continue this. Luckily, I mean, if Donald Trump wins, this would be his last his last term. So maybe we don't have to see this again, but I really highly doubt it because who's next? If Trump, you know, became president and the next president, you know, is running, who is Vivek Ramaswamy, you know what I'm saying? Now, now they're going to focus their efforts on him. Now they're going to try to bury him, you know. They already tried to, They already buried uh, J, uh, RFK Jr. I don't even hear about that about that man anymore, you know. It's like he went in silence, well, like he went ghost. Probably because he realized he couldn't win anymore. But even then, like, it's it's still worth it to to speak out because you're, you're speaking to the minds of people. You're getting people to think critically and open their brain up to the, to what could be true and what the possibilities are, you know, because what they're telling us, what the mainstream media is telling us, is not the truth. And that's the messed up part of so many people rely on the mainstream media. They're still immersed in the, in the fake, you know, reality that they set up for us that the, you know, the, 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 the aquarium, you know, like you're a fish in the aquarium and they're like, yeah, here's your house or whatever. And here's the news and all that, you know. People are still pretending like the aquarium is all there is, and there isn't a whole ocean where, where it's where you really belong, you know? So, don't let these don't let these stories sway your mindset, guys. You already know how it is. World War III might have begun, but the way, the way we're going to end World War III is by getting Trump in office and ending this war now. You know, I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen until next year, but it's still better than nothing, and we can't, we can't give up, you know, the hope. Even if Trump does nothing... It's still better than letting NATO do something. All right, guys? So that's my take on it. That's my opinion on it. Hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, I got to jump into another meeting, so I'm going to let you guys go a little early, one minute early. But thanks thanks for watching. Leave a like, leave a comment, and subscribe. I'll catch you guys later. Bye.